Welcome back to B2B Breakfast to Business. It's another bright and shiny Monday morning here with your morning girl, Vail Lim, also the Managing Director of Team Asia, and we are bringing you another exciting episode of our weekly podcast. It's the first Monday of September, folks. Oh my goodness. If you can't believe it, I can't believe it either. That means we've officially entered the ninth month of the year. It's the ninth month of 2020, and time has really flown by so fast, it's crazy. We are all hustling towards the fourth quarter of 2020. Oh my goodness. So last week, we celebrated our amazing heroes, both our forefathers, our foremothers, and our modern-day heroes for their amazing passion and their fight for our continued freedom, for us to savor and enjoy the lives we are living today. Speaking of which, living our lives in this day and age, I mean this new day and age, the new normal, the now normal, the future reimagined, whatever it is that we want to call it, is actually our topic for today's episode. See guys, you know, we've been talking nonstop about change, right? Like work, life, behavior, connections, beliefs, but there's more change to come actually, you know, lines keep blurring by the day. We have the lines between work and life, work and play. We have lines between working from home and building a home. Progress versus productivity, rest and recreation in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a lockdown, health and wellness, you know. There are so many changes and we see that these changes happen almost every day and I believe that it's not going to stop here. You know, there will be constant shifts and change, not only in the business environment, but in our everyday life as well. So, you know, as we continue to face the music of 2020 and beyond, how do we just keep swimming, right? How do we keep ourselves sane? How do we keep ourselves creative and productive with everything that's going on? With the stress, with the pressure, with the constant shifts, right? How do we keep the creativity flowing in a time and place when change just seems to override everything we're doing, everything we're used to? So today, we're taking a little break from looking outward and discussing work, business, the environment. Today, we want to go inside and talk about how you keep yourself creative in solving today's challenges. And guys, before you say like, hey, you know, this is not for me. I'm not a creative. I'm not in the creative business. I'm not in the creative field. Well, guess what? We are all creative here. This is for everybody because we believe creativity is about finding different ways, finding innovative ways to go about the usual bump and grind. It's about looking for, you know, looking at something and seeing something different, shifting perspectives, idea discovery, idea generation, and it can be applied to anything that you do with anybody and with whatever course you want to take. Actually, back when I was studying my MA in Boston, we had a course that I absolutely adored. It was my favorite. It was called Creative Thinking and Problem Solving. This was this was with Miss Brenna McCormick, and this has just stuck with me all throughout. Um, you know, studying in Boston. When I got back, um, you know, managing Team Asia, managing my own personal life, and the passion projects that I have. Right, and it has really. You know, it, all the lessons that I've learned there are, is actually or are embedded in my system and we'd like to pass it on. So this course, Creative Thinking and Problem Solving, it wasn't just about sharpening your creative skills in marketing and advertising or solving the world's problems with innovative ideas. It was about honing your own creative process. And it's not just for the world of marketing and communications and the arts, mind you. It was about finding your own creativity, finding your own creative voice, idea discovery, and solution finding in a world that's constantly changing. And hello, we are in a world that's, you know, constantly changing times 10, times 100 every single day. So this course is about eight, seven, eight years ago, right? But I found myself going back to the lessons in this course throughout the pandemic. You know, guys, we have all been thrown into an ocean like babies trying to learn to swim in a new environment, right? It's been, it's been really hard. Yet we are all forced to keep our head above water and find creative ways to take care of ourselves, our livelihood, our careers, our sanity. So today, we do just that. 
You know, today we find creative ways. This pandemic has definitely turned almost everything upside down, but it doesn't mean we have to live upside down too. Change is here, and yep, change is gonna stay, but we need to keep on swimming. Let's define the terms, right? Let's make the best out of it and have fun. Guys, I know it's dreadful out there, and sometimes, you know, we we need to take a pause and say, hey, what am I doing this for? But we also need to make the best out of it. Like, you know, change isn't just about fear or the fear of the unknown or having to do something new. Change is also about multiple opportunities, right? Multiple opportunities to define the now normal, multiple opportunities to do something different, multiple opportunities for us to change the course and have fun with it. Again, this is for everybody, not just for creative, not just for creatives, right? But it's about shifting perspectives. And today, we're going to be defining that now normal for ourselves and creativity. Today, I have the honor of having a dear and beautiful friend of mine as a guest as we talk about change and creativity. This Wonder Woman wears so many amazing hats, but it's her being an advocate for creativity that I love the most. She was my partner in crime when we were both taking our MA in Emerson College in Boston about yeah, like seven years ago. And today we're still each other's creativity and sanity buddy. This is right. We still keep each other sane. We make sure that someone is not like flying off somewhere, right? We keep ourselves grounded. She even gifts me with random creativity tools. Um, you know, especially during the pandemic, like about... Two months ago, I just received something in the mail. She sent me an Edison deck, right? It's a tool for everyday ideas. And it was so much fun because, you know, at a time when I was so, you know, deep into work and and having to hustle, um, she gave me a tool that sort of allowed me to step back, right? And see things from a different light. And I felt that, you know, she would be the best person to talk about this and have a real awesome conversation because once again we're here to give you real life stories at b2b with real people for you to be in the know and to be in the now so please welcome the global head of digital at near map based in sydney australia my creativity buddy creative advocate miss shilpa jacob hey shilpa how are you I am here. Hello. Hello. And Bea, it's been nine years. Oh my goodness. Can you believe it? It's insane. I still remember the first time I saw you. It, was it in uh, Kathy's class? Yes, it was in Kathy's class. It was our first, it was our first class marketing 101 <laughs> of our masters. That was pretty cool. It was pretty cold too, you know, like, you know, a fish out of the Philippine waters, <laughs> you know, having her ta first taste of fall in Boston, Massachusetts, that was quite an experience. How about you? How was that day for you? That day was really interesting. I remember being extremely goofy in that class. That's how <laughs> I made uh, our other friend Paige. Um, I dropped my name tag twice in that class. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I didn't know people's names, especially the people in front of us, because their name tags weren't facing me. And I was like, hey, excuse me, can you please pick up that tag for me? And they were so kind. And I remember Paige on the other side, just looking at me and laughing. And then she kind of met, she came after the class and said, hey, hi. I think I'm going to be really good friends with you because you dropped the name tag twice. And I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, thank God my goofiness had something to do with it. For sure. And I think that that's what was super cool also about the time that we were together. It was because we were... Like, you know, we were both exploring a new place. You know, you're... You know, you're from India. I'm from the Philippines. You're both in a in a new town, new place. It was pretty cool, and we were studying creativity. We were, well, of course, we were studying marketing, but more importantly, we were so, um, you know, entrenched, so to speak, in the world of creativity. And I love that Emerson College was a school where you could, 
you could practice that. You can live, breathe, practice, and do creativity all day, every day, right? For 24-7. And um, I have to say this, that Shilpa and my favorite subject, I think, in Emerson College was our creative thinking Creative thinking and problem solving class. Guys, that was a course. <laughs> it was a course and it was really effective. Let me tell you, I love it so much. It's defined so much of who I am now. So it's awesome. Yes. And so we feel that, you know, especially during this time, right? When people are like shifting gears, there's so many things that are uncertain. We want to make sure that people know that it's okay to have fun. That, mm-hmm. that it's okay to keep creative, to keep creating things and and wanting to explore things despite the limitations. So we wanted to like bring in our quote unquote creative thinking and problem solving jazz um, here in the B2B podcast, um, you know, to really have a break, have a break and, and go deep within to talk about how creativity is doing despite the many changes out there. So before anything, Shilps, um, I just wanted to check in, like, how are you? Like, how's the situation there in Australia? How's it going? I'm good. Um, and I'm kind of, you know, happy that case situation in Australia has has been better than a lot of places. Uh, we are in our second wave right now, like many countries. But New South Wales, which is where I'm in, or Sydney, hasn't wasn't affected as badly. Um, the state that was affected was Victoria and Victoria is actually seeing, I think, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So we've sort of come to a point where the cases are reducing and it's kind of hopefully uh, getting back to a better place. Obviously, we've all have to do social distancing and things like that, but they've definitely been in stage four lockdown, which is how we call it. Um, But yeah, things are looking better in that's good. That's good. And I'm praying for better days ahead um, for you guys as well. I'm praying for better days for us here in the Philippines as well. So Shilps, I want folks to get to know you better, right? Um, uh, before we proceed. So tell us your brand story. Um, tell us your creativity story. Who's Shilpa Jacob? Why are you an advocate for creativity? Go ahead. So Bea, before we go down that path, I'm going to surprise you with something that I've brought, which is called an icebreaker. Okay, and I'm going to ask you the questions and I'm not going to answer them. So we'll go to my story very shortly. But before that, this is a, a something that I gifted you with maybe a couple of months ago, just as a surprise. Um, it's called the Edison Deck. I Actually, I sent you the Edison Deck. This is by the same company, but it's called an icebreaker. I know the audience knows you really well already, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure they don't know these questions that I'm going to ask you from this. So you prepared for this? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, first question. This is making me sweat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, would you rather explore space or would you rather explore the ocean? Ocean, for sure. Why? I've actually always wanted to do um, scuba diving. Uh, my really good friend is a um, is an, a diving instructor. I still owe him a trip down the ocean for sure. Um, yeah, so um, we've always loved the ocean. Um, I'm scared of it, but only because I don't know what's down there so if you were to ask me what i would like to explore i'd like to explore more of that to like you know see what's down there there's so much water in the whole world it takes up three-fourths of earth that i can just imagine how much life is down there so guys what's happening here is that shilpa just changed she, she just introduced what change really means like i'm used to asking questions and now she's asking me questions, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. If you could instantly be an expert in a subject, what would it be? Spanish tapas. Ooh, wow. Yeah. I just 
So see, I'm just answering with the first thing that comes into my head. It, yeah, I love Spanish tapas. That's one of my favorite things to do. Eat tapas. Ha of course, have sangria or wine or whatever. But, you know, I love um, those quote-unquote tiny meals. But, you know, they look so simple. They're so delicious. So I want to be an expert on how to make them. Oh my gosh, Bea, I'm coming for dinner. <laughs> Okay, next one. What's something you will never do again? King's Cup. It's a drinking game. <laughs> I'm never gonna do it again. Ever, ever, ever. Um, I don't even want to say what it is. So for the people who are listening, that's one thing that I'm never gonna do again. King's Cup. Because I lost. Because I lost and... Yep. Okay. What was the last foreign country you visited? Ooh, um, that was last year. I was in Bali with my girlfriends. We celebrated um, uh, one of my best friend, um, my one of my best friend's birthdays there. We were in a yoga retreat. Um, yeah, and that was that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun because we we traded our tequila shots of very old <laughs> to turmeric shots early in the morning so that we can do yoga that was a lot of fun of course we 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 went around we went around Ubud that's one of my favorite places in Bali and I still dream about just walking walking around the market there and eating babi guling that's my favorite it's like their their own version of roast pork so good so good yeah so Bali last two questions very quickly what's your favorite family tradition oh this is super easy and i super love it and i think that everybody should do it so we have this thing called high low so every new year's eve the family comes together and we ask each other high low what were our what were the lowest lows of the year and what were the highs that we wanted to celebrate and it was a way of really being able to look back at the year that was, you know, and, and celebrate it for both the lowest times as well as the times of victory and love and support. And that's also the time actually that we create goals for the next year. And our goal is always to support the other person in achieving those goals. This tradition, Shilpa, actually extended to when we would go on trips together as a family or when we just did something major. Like, you know, if we did something and, you know, what was the high, what was the low? And um, I think that what was super cool about that was that it ingrained a lot of gratitude in us growing up. And also a lot of resilience, right? Like, you know, don't, don't sweep your lows under the rug just because they weren't pretty. You know, it's what defines you at the end of the day. So, yeah, that, that will be it. Yeah, and you kind of learn not to sweat it. I mean, like sometimes you just take so much out of those lows and then you're like, no, don't. It's okay. Like, it's okay. Yeah. And just yeah. move past it. And there's a new year and new goals and new exciting things to look forward to. Absolutely. So can you imagine, Shilpa, what high-low is going to be like this 2020? Oh, I can. Quite a right? lot of lows in there. <laughs> But then, but like to your point though, for you to be able to look at it in, you know, in, in that perspective, right? It's like being able to see it for what it is and also looking for the light instead of the darkness, right? Absolutely. I don't think, you know, there's always going to be those lows and some years are just going to have a little bit more than the others, but that's why next year could be completely different. So yeah, yeah. that's what we, we've got to look forward to. Last question, Bea. My goodness, I'm like sweating here. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you're certain you'll never experience and why? I don't think I'm ever going to go skydiving. Oh. I, I, I'd probably pass out on the way up. Makes sense. That's, so, that's so just so that you know, we, we went to... Um, so you know Boracay, you've always wanted to visit Boracay here in the Philippines, right? So there was a time when we went um, parasailing, right? And um, so I was asked, how was it? How was the view from up there? And I'm like, I don't know. My eyes were closed. Oh no! The whole time. I didn't see anything. Zero. I'm not... Oh, shame. Yeah, that was that was 
that was a shame <laughs> yeah but i couldn't like i'm so afraid of heights so i know see that's uh, another new thing we learned about you today yeah i can't i can't deal with heights for sure but anyway, Shilpa, thank you so much for breaking the ice and, and um, asking me questions when the questions should have been for you, right? I've um, shared some stuff about you, Shilpa, but I'd really love for folks to know more about what you do now. You are a global head of NearMap. You're based in Australia. Um, and I think everybody knows now that you are really good with icebreakers and creativity tools. But yeah, share your story, Shilpa. What made you go into creativity and what made you want to be an advocate of it? Yeah, so actually one of the things you asked me before was like, what's my brand story or my creativity story? And to be honest, I've not thought of my story as any of those. But I do know that my experiences have definitely defined both my brand and I guess my creative thinking process. So um, as you know, I grew up in the Middle East in Kuwait to be specific, um, but I'm of Indian origin. And I moved to India and actually lived in India for the first time after my schooling to do my engineering. And then I finished my four years in computer science engineering and then moved to Boston, which is where we met for our masters in arts, uh, for marketing, which has been so good. And I really has defined my, I guess, my work life to a large degree. Um, and then eventually kind of moved back to India. And that's when I um, kind of got deeper into digital, worked for an animation company there where I actually helped them set up their digital revenue channels. And then got married while I was there in India and moved to Sydney, which is how I ended up in Australia. So I've been in a couple of places. And here in Australia, I'm actually, I've been with Neomap for the last four years or ever since I've moved here. It's my, the first company I've been working for. But I feel like I kind of came back to my roots, which was working for a tech company. And I head up digital again globally for the business. And I remember thinking one day, like in a span of 10 years, I picked up my bags and moved to three continents. And for that reason, I think my brand story, if I have to call it, is, is very tied to the concept of third culture kids. Mm. And if you know what third culture kids are, it's kids who've grown up abroad, but of a different origin. And you take a lot of what you've learned um, and move um, you take that along with you wherever you go, but you also really quickly adapt. So for all the right reasons, you will ask yourself the question, who am I really? But for all the, uh, actually, for all the wrong reasons, you'd ask the question, who am I really? And for all the right reasons, you'd ask the question, um, you know, am I able to adapt to this place? And you will be because you've lived in different places. You really pushed yourself outside your boundary. And so I think I naturally tend to, have this acceptance for change and this acceptance for challenging times and I like it and I I want to see how I'm resilient to it. No, absolutely. I love that you introduced a new concept also to our listenership because there are a lot of people who actually um, are like you that are taking up or breathing in the cultures of so many different places, right? As they travel around. And it's what defines also um, their, their openness and, and their, um, you know, their schooling, their education, right? Because education is not just, sorry, what I meant was education because it's not just about schooling. It's not, you, your education is not just based on what school you come from, but it's also about the various cultures that, you know, you live, breathe, explore, discover. And I think that that's what actually really also brought um, your own flavor of creativity into, you know, what we used to do together and our friendship, right? It's about being able to provide various points of view and perspectives and traditions. I loved your question about traditions earlier because it sort of allows us to expand our worldview even more and i think that that's what you also bring to the various places that 
you go to. Shilpa, you talked about engineering. You did engineering, computer science engineering, mind you. I remember when you first told me this, I was like, what? And you're in marketing? No, I mean, I didn't mean it in a... Like, you know, why is it, is it, is it a change or, or that it's so far-fetched? It was absolutely amazing to me that you wanted to explore something that was different, something different from your path. Like, you know, from someone who was taking up literature and marketing and then going into a master's of the arts for marketing, you know, I've been studying marketing and storytelling for quite some time. And you came in with something that was different. You were creating a story of tech and digital fused together. Um, you know, so what is your creative process like? Because it's very different. Um, and and this is something that you like what you said earlier, you've, you know, you've woven yourself. Yeah, I mean, engineering is definitely an interesting path. And I think I can talk to that a little bit before we jump in. Um, I remember coming to Emerson and knowing that I knew nothing about marketing. And there was this inbuilt sort of fear of, oh my gosh, you're going into a master's and you have no idea about this subject and how are you going to manage? But I also really knew uh, why I chose marketing. So when I was graduating from my undergrad in engineering, towards the end, you start to build you know, and code um, your own, in your own projects and kind of make little softwares that you need to present to your faculty and then eventually you, um, you know, get graded on it. And I realized one of the things that I really enjoyed doing was presenting those, those you know, technologies or that piece of work that we had done. It wasn't really, um, you know, for me about the coding and being able to do it, but it was more about that creative aspect of how do you present this? And I remember when I was in Emerson and I was going through this course, um, this course, um, there was a professor who said, basically, you speak geek um, because you can, you know, say the, the story of what that technology means. And that's really how it got, you know, became, got in, inbuilt in me. Um, and I didn't really fall very far from the tree. I'm, I'm doing digital marketing. So there's quite a bit of that in there as well, because we, we do a lot of web development in the office. So surprisingly stuck around. Um, and then to your question on process, creative process, it's so interesting because I've done so many things consciously and subconsciously, you know, over time to, to kind of expand that creativity or to do things. And over time, some things have stuck. And I think one of the things, if I had to put it very simply, is just trying something that's new. It started off as something that I did as a goal in the beginning of the year believe it or not, I know we were talking about goals just earlier, but it was always like something that I love to do, you know, just do between Christmas and New Year's was just kind of go through, you know, what do you want to do next year? What are your goals for next year? And I always had like, you know, visit a new country or do something different. Um, and one of the reasons I needed to do that is because I am such a rule follower. It's not even funny. Like I hate breaking rules. I'm just one of those weird people. And I knew that if I kept being that way, like I wouldn't really be expanding my, my view of the world or even, you know, I wouldn't be a risk taker. So I wanted to stretch my brain and I wanted it to just kind of do things that are different and like really out of my comfort zone. The other thing I have to say from a process point of view is probably I wouldn't, um, it's not about me. It's very much about other people. So I'm a sponge when it comes to experiences. And I find that someone else's point of view on an idea that I might have started will always make it better mm. because what they bring to the table is or their idea or their point of view on your idea is always going to be better than what you would have had you would have originally put out the reason for that is because their experience is what's actually making them say that or making them give you that point of view and you know you don't have always have to take it but the fact is 
it could be different and it could be better. And I would never want to lose that opportunity to hear from someone else what they thought about it, thought about. And I know you and I do this a lot where I'm like, hey, I have this idea, Bea, like I really need to hear what you think about it. And more often than not, what we end up speaking about or, or where it goes from that point is much better than what was originally discussed. And so I think part of my creative process is to definitely share. Yes, you run the risk of, you know, someone taking it and running with it, but it's never really going to be the same without you because then they are doing it with their point of view or their process, which is fine. Um, and I think I'll never ever stop sharing because I want people to, to add in and add value to it. Why is creativity so important to you, Shilpa? It's a very good question. I don't know. I think it's like, I don't like monotony. Um, and I think I also naturally have these gypsy shoes on and I realized that you can't be moving countries and you can't be doing things that you think you will want to do all the time. You just have to adapt and change. And sometimes going through that change means finding a creative way to do it. Hmm. It's just as simple as that. I think it's important because like, I find that it's really come in handy during this time because we are struggling to find what's the new normal. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, it's not that easy. Um, but then if you go, actually, I'm going to look at this and see if I can do it a different way. Then I've just broken that monotony and I've just gone like, okay, let's do something different. And I'm actually enjoying it as opposed to doing it because I have to do it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Shilps, thank you so much for sharing that because you brought to light a lot of new things on creativity. Like, you know, so other people think that when you're creative, you know, paintbrushes are out, you know, Photoshop is out, colors are out, different shapes, beautiful words come together. It's like, it's art, right? Um, and, and it is like creativity, you see creativity with that because it's visual, it's breathtaking, it's something, you know, if it's words, it's something that grips you and all of those things. And that's creativity. But you brought to light another definition of creativity, right? Which some people don't necessarily, um, you know, see every day or, or um, you know, some people don't see it as creative, which is a way of life a way of doing things, right? To us, it's just another way of doing things. But actually, creativity goes deep into the most quote-unquote mundane things. And you're looking for a different way of doing it, something that's more progressive, something that's more innovative and stuff. And that's already being creative. So I think that it's very important actually for people to see creativity not just as something that's visual, not just as something that's arts, but it's also about a way of living, a way of doing things, a process, so to speak. And that's why, actually, I loved um, that course we took, which was creative thinking and problem solving. Like a lot of thinking, a lot of people were asking me, um, you know, back at home was like, oh, is that like an elective? And I'm like, no, it's it, you know, it's our course. And they're like, you're studying creative thinking and problem solving. And I'm like, yeah, we are. And I don't know what's going to be. But then actually that course for me was one of the best that we took because it was training you. It was bringing you to a different level of discipline to see that life, work and your profession is all about creatively solving your problems and challenges along the way. So it wasn't about creating the best script. It wasn't about creating the best book cover or presentation of tech like what you said speaking geek or whatever but it was about being able to look at the challenge or a problem and navigate it in a very different very progressive way so thank you for sharing that because that's actually what we really wanted to also um talk about and let people know that guys it's not just about the visualization but it's also about going through the the different things right so on that note Shilpa um you mentioned earlier also that you know you love tools and that your creative process was all about looking at what are the things that that need to get done that you haven't done 
right? So speaking of tools or going deeper into the tools, what are the tools that help that has helped you in terms of creative processes? Yeah, it's it's such a good question. I mean, I um, there's many things that I like to do and many things I like try to. I like to try, but one of the things that I love the most, um, and you know this uh, because you've done this yourself, is going on an artist date. It's actually proposed by a Julia Cameron in the book, The Artist's Way, which was one of our coast materials. And essentially what an artist date is, when you go on a date with, drum roll please, yourself. Okay, so you're going on a date with yourself. Um, and to be honest, now more than ever, you need to love to hang out with yourself. And it's strange, it's a strange concept. Uh, but let's be honest, you can't really go on dates with your friends or with too many people, so or with someone probably outside. So you're gonna have to do this yourself. Um, and if you're not going to do it for any reason, just do it for the gram, you know, you might love it. And then you might just decide you're going to do it all the time. Um, it could be as simple as, I mean, I can tell you some of the artist dates that I've done. It's as simple as decorating my balcony with a table and a chair and just sitting there with a cup of coffee, looking at the sunset. Correct. Correct. So we were talking earlier about tools and the process, right? And and we talked about how, you know, there are so many ways that you can become creative, you know, with your way of thinking and all of those things. You shared also like, you know, your favorite tools, which are number one, um, artist dates or doing something with yourself and also doing something that's new and different um, as part of your goals. But you also share that your creative process is about sharing, right? Is that it's so important for you to share so that things can be built upon and so that your idea can grow, your way of thinking can grow as well. Have these changed because of the pandemic or this situation? A hundred percent. Like I cannot, I cannot say this enough. Yes. I mean, it's changed so much. Like you cannot... I mean, I definitely cannot get into a room and whiteboard, you know, with my my colleagues because I love to do that. That was my favorite thing to do and brainstorming and, and having brainstorming sessions. But at the same time, I found a different way to do it. So, you know, I've downloaded an app or heard of this app called Miro.com, which is actually a virtual whiteboard. And it's essentially, I mean, you will love this bear. If you don't already use it, it's the best. You basically get to whiteboard with your colleagues and anyone that you feel like. And it's almost like this endless whiteboard. Whereas if you were in a physical world, that whiteboard would get over. But in a virtual world, apparently it doesn't. So it's almost better than what it was, you know. But it has changed. I've had to do it differently. Um, but you find new ways to do it. The, you know, the other thing that I have to say has changed, I mean, I share, I still share and I still kind of do that with my colleagues and my friends, but I also can't travel anymore. Like, the, you know, you can't go to a new country to experience new things, but that is not to say that you don't have those, you know, that you can't do something different at home. Like, like I just said, it could be a meal that you make that you wouldn't normally make, you know, whether it's scrambled eggs, that's your favorite, you know, form of eggs, but you could try like sunny side up and, you know, be like, oh, is that what sunny side up tastes like? It's just something simple, but, you know, that's like the most simplest example, but it could be anything from, you know, trying to bake or trying to cook or even trying to doodle, you know, something that's different. So I think all of these things kind of helps you in, in different ways. You've never done it before, so you will learn something from it. Um, I also like, I have this really funny habit of downloading game apps like Word Search and Scrabble and all of these different things. And I think playing those and breaking your day with something different also helps you to stay creative because while you're playing, you might 
learn a new word or you might actually see an ad like funny enough you might actually see an ad that you really like um and then you go oh wait that's so inspiring like i want to do something like that it's something you probably wouldn't have thought of but you might so i just think that doing things that's outside of what you would normally do can help you with that creativity that's that's pretty cool um you know with hearing you talk shilpa just brought me back to this notion also of creativity coming out when something that you are so used to having is taken away from you like i think that that's one of the things that you know we have been learning in the past first half of 2020 actually the first six months i mean the last six months of 2020 we're in we've all been thrown into a situation where the things that we are so used to are just not happening are not we're not able to do the things that we are so used to doing and we are meant to find ways to go about that go about that change right like you know you you talked about creativity and change and whatever there is no other time in our lifetime or the turn of the century or whatever right where lines are blurring by the minute there's too many blurred lines too many changes oh my goodness i just can't i can't even keep track of the changes it's like it changes every single day so many things go on they keep changing and it's tough. It's tough mentally, physically, emotionally, and creatively because the things that we are used to are suddenly just not available. You know, let's talk about that. Let's talk about blurred lines, Shilpa. That's one of the things that I also wanted to take up with you because how do we stay creative in a time or a place where we are having a harder and harder time trying to figure things out because of the changes, right? Like, for example, work versus life. It was so obvious before and now you're like, what? You know, work from home versus building a home, right? Progress versus creativity. Rest versus recreation. Health versus wellness. Like, you know, I wanted to be able to touch on that first because um, you're experiencing the same thing in Australia. And so how is it? How is it for you? What are these blurred lines and how do we navigate through them? Yeah, it's, it's crazy because when you actually think about those, you know, work versus life, like I was one of those people um, who, and I, I, you know, you know this about me and I'm pretty sure we all do this a little bit. I was one of those people who would, go a little early to work and sometimes stay a little late at work and I would you know get those extra couple of hours because I had a tendency to take on more than I could handle but I'd also want it to be achieved as complete perfection right um, and so when we got this opportunity to work from home I was like oh this is great like no commute I get those extra hours at home and um you know, it's, it's just going to be awesome. And in the beginning, I was like, yeah, let's set up my office. Let's, um, you know, get a new screen at home and let's make this place, you know, work friendly. And soon enough, I realized my life basically got taken over by work because I was working in the living room, which is where I set up my um, desk. Um, and but I would be getting up from my desk to go onto the couch to watch TV. But what soon ended up happening was I would, if I ever took my laptop to get, get on my couch, I'd start to feel guilty, right? Because I'd suddenly feel like, well, you're not sitting at your work desk. So is that a wrong thing? Um, but you know what? It's not because it's a new normal. Yes, when you normally used to work from home before, if you ever did, you might have worked on your couch and not had to feel guilty because you didn't really have a desk before. But now it's like you ask yourself this question, like, do I need to feel guilty because I'm not actually sitting on the table, you know? And it's this weird sort of um, this mix between what is work and what is life. And you start to realize if you don't get 
you know, first of all, I think the most important thing is being forgiving of yourself um, because everyone's learning this new world and everyone's figuring things out. Everyone's, every, every person's life is different. Every household is different. Every experience is different and you don't know what's happening. And so I think it's important to be forgiving of yourself, but also of those who you work with and those who you live with. Um, you know, so many people have roommates. I mean, you know, or, you know, family is one thing, but roommates is a different thing. If you've got roommates, you don't always have the comfort and the flexibility as you would with your family. And if you lived alone, it's a completely different thing altogether. Um, so I think that these blurred lines, like, you know, it, you, you tend to have this sense of guilt of, is this the right way of doing it? But nobody knows. So you know what, that's okay. And so you should be forgiving and you should take it easy. Um, but the real, I think, clincher or the thing that you really need to get to is a point where you're feeling organized and being organized can help because building like you, you talked about, you know, working from home versus building a home. And um, I realized, and I'd be first to say I struggled so much in the beginning. I was just not getting it right. Like, you're just like, how do you do this? Like, why is it so hard? And, um, you know, I realized the best way to do it is be organized. And I love, you know, post-it notes and I love doing things in, and having a little diary. And I remember I had this um, amazing meal planner, uh, these beautiful pages. And I've used it exactly three times in the last one year. But guess what? It's become like my go-to thing because on Saturdays, I just put down the grocery list and I figure out what am I going to cook during a workday? Because back when things were normal, your lunch breaks were with your colleagues. But now you don't know when everyone's taking lunch. Someone might actually book you in for a lunch. I mean, you know, at a lunchtime because that's not their lunchtime. But so I'm like, okay, get out, you know, quick, cook your food quickly. And in order to not be able to think or have to think about what you're going to make, if you've just got it organized, you're going to make time to do it and you're going to feed your family and yourself. So it's a bit, it's really different. Like, and you will figure it out. Like, I believe that everyone will figure it out and you will have your own routine and It'll become your new normal. It doesn't need to be everybody else's. It could just be your own. Yeah, actually, I wanted to touch on that, Shills, because going back to creativity earlier, like um, I think that that's one of the things that people also put in the back burner nowadays, you know, because of these blurred lines. Like, you know, where do you fit yourself in? Where do you fit yourself in to your calendar? It's so funny. It's so funny. It's your calendar, but you're not in it. Like, I mean, I think that this is something that we do need to talk about, right? Because, yes, there are a lot of different articles out there, too many to mention already about the changes and what, are it's, you know, what, what, what does it mean for us? What is this now normal going to mean for us and all of those things? But then we have to go back. If we were talking about earlier, like having artist dates and having time for yourself so that you can become creative like you know you can't be creative with 50 percent of yourself you know you can't be 100 percent creative if you only have 50 percent of your awareness or 50 percent of your focus right um it's so hard i mean of course you can do it but you know you're you're not able to have fun you're not able to have creative fun because your calendar is just booked with all of these things right like with work life building a home, working from home. Um, and then you have to take care of your health and your wellness because we're fighting this pandemic and all of that jazz. So, I mean, yeah, how, how can we keep creative with all of these lines blurring every single day, even more? Yeah, I think we have to, for sure, just really ask ourselves, what's important, you know, we talked about, uh, there was, you had one of those points, which was progress versus productivity. And you, you know, we, we've talked about it briefly in the past as well, which is before product, 
like progress was basically about you know making progress was is better than perfection right and now it's actually slow progress is better than no progress at all right and so you have to as i said like you know i think it's important to be okay with the fact that you don't get a 10 of perfection but you actually have a two instead of an eight, which was normally what you'd want, right? And, but it's also really important from a productivity point of view that you're not, that you're not just doing things to tick it off. And we talked about this as well, which is you don't want, pe- you don't want to be in a position where you're doing it because you knew that was the normal. And you know you want someone to know that um, you've completed something, but you should actually just do it because you need to do it, and that's going to help you get productive. Um, so I feel like being creative sometimes, also, yeah, like you said earlier, is misconstrued for art. But researching, you know, researching really helps you save time and find new ways to do things and also then applying it to your day-to-day and just going, okay, how would it work if I tried something like this? Um, Would it help? Like I know one of the things that I do often is, and I'm sure a lot of women do this, is get on Pinterest and find ways to, you know, do something different or, or, or even cook meals, for example, which I keep coming back to. Um, but that sometimes seems to help. Even with health and wellness, like you find things that you need to do. So it's surprising how much our steps have reduced, right? There are things that you just don't do anymore, which is commute when you commute to work. You probably take the bus or the train, you walk to work, I mean, you walk there and you walk back. And you realize very quickly that you actually don't have those steps. And so you have to look for ways to make it happen. So we actually joined like Akshay, my husband, his company is doing, is actually joining Steptember, which is a cause for cerebral palsy. And so we both, um, even though he's doing it, I've decided to join him because I'm like, you know what? I'm never going to hit 10,000 steps a day if I'm not going to do it with someone who has to do it right? So just making it happen and doing things. And you know that if you want to hit 10,000 steps a day, you cannot be sitting in front of the computer working. You're going to have to get up and walk around the house a lot more. So the ways I'm going to do that is I want to take some of my phone calls with my, you know, headphones on and just walk, you know, do I need to be on my laptop when I'm on a call? No, not necessarily. So can I walk and take the meeting? Maybe. You know, and a lot of times you'll also find that people are more forgiving. Your manager might say, it's okay if you walk around and take that phone call, you know, and there would be calls that you could do that with. So it's important. Like I remember having one of my first um, weeks in lockdown during the beginning, I was on a call with a director from my company and she goes, hey, Shelps, I'm just, um, it's, it was a check-in meeting and she goes, if you don't mind, I'm just walking and I'm talking to you. And I was like, oh, I totally don't mind. Yeah, like, you know, that's fine. So, and I quickly realized that's something I could apply to my day. Like, can I walk and take a call? So you do also, like I said, I'm a sponge. Like I will see something and I'm like, okay, that's a good behavior. Like, let's try and do that, you know? So not sure I answered all of your questions correctly, but that's, this is my answer. No, no, absolutely. I think that that's what the real point here is, right? Our key takeaway is that we are thrown into a situation where things are going to, to, to keep transforming into something else. You know, the, the, I know it's so cliche. People say that change is the only thing that's constant in this world. We all know that, right? We know that that's been embedded in our systems. But my goodness, has this pandemic thrown that saying into like uh, you know into something that has just evolved into like i don't know like 10 times more or 100 times more right like 
the only thing constant is change is now something totally different because blinds are blurring as what we said every single day things are changing and the question really is how do we navigate through uncertain waters right how do we how do we navigate through rough seas or how do we navigate through new uncharted territories i think that that's the question of everybody and people forget that one of the things that change actually really brings out of us is creativity right again going back to how will you creatively think and solve this problem through right i think that that's what you know what we really want also folks to to take away from this is that guys it's okay that things are changing and we have not figured things out but the point really here is that we need to be able to talk about the change and be okay with it we're all being expected to launch forward and just say yes to this now normal but the now normal isn't just about surviving right it's about living a new life and having to also define new boundaries having new definitions of new things as we move along right and and even if there are so many things that are different the point is for you not to box yourself in but to actually create the box where you are in create a new shape for you like you know if everybody's going through the now normal don't let research companies be the one to tell you what you're going through like define it yourself and make make that solution fit for you so on that note um uh, shilpa i think that what's important for us to do now is to give like an example of how we can keep things creative right and so earlier you surprised me with an icebreaker game of like you know how can i think off my feet with suddenly questions that you asked me so i'm going to do the same for you i'm going to pick a couple of cards from the edison deck and we want to show people what are the things that they can do for five minutes that can just get them out of a really weird and um, quote-unquote um, stump, right? And get them creative, you know? The point here, guys, that we want to make is that we want you to just have fun because to creatively think and solve your problems or challenges, we must have some fun with it. So the Edison game goes like this. I pick a card, a random card, and um, I'm going to ask it, and Shilpa needs to give 10 answers to my question. No, Bea's going to do five, and Shilpa's <laughs> going to do five. That's how we're going to do this. <laughs> so she is now creatively thinking of ways to get out of this, therefore she changed the game. There you go, people. Good, good point, Shilpa, good point, which is what we really wanted people to do. All right, so let's start with something that's fun. Yeah, so okay, five, five. Creative topics to teach in schools. Very interesting. Very interesting. I'm going to go first. Right? Okay, go. Um, I think that we should teach we should teach kids from a very early on stage um, creative thinking and problem solving. Like that should be their course in like primary school. Right? I think that that would be cool. Um, haiku writing. Hmm. Poetry. Mm -hmm. hmm. Um how to train your pet oh that's a sweet one right i mean yeah. like to, to be part of school i think that that's really cool um creative topics uh i can go while you're thinking okay go ahead i was thinking how to tie stuff like you know tie shoelace tie a tie oh bow ties bow ties sailor knots like things that you know that's cool will probably be a one-hour course, but anyway. Sure. And then, um, the second would be, I mean, I don't know if, I'm sure some schools do this, but like how to survive a day in the jungle. Oh, or a deserted island. Actually, my manager uh, told me this really awesome story about how her parents um, sent, the, sent her and her sister off to really learn how to do this and I thought that was so cool and I just I think that would be amazing like I think kids would enjoy it yeah how to survive a zombie apocalypse would be my fourth one. Oh, nice one mm -hmm. I mean it could happen <laughs> <laughs> nothing we're not we're not letting go of anything are we no 
Okay, the third one for me would be, I don't know, do, uh, we used to have a course called Home Science mm. when I was studying, uh, but I think, I think it, I don't think it's ever given a lot of importance as such when you're a kid. But sometimes, you know, it's as simple as being able to make peanut butter and jam, like being able to teach them how to make your own food, like in the simplest snacks. way. Yeah, totally. Like snack time. Make yeah. your own snacks. Make your own snacks. Um, what else? Did you have another one? I was thinking of campfire songs. Oh, love it. Right? So that they can write their own songs as kids and then have fun with it. Yeah. You know, write your own lullaby. And learn to compose it. Yes, right? Yes, it's a very cute one. I need to get two more. Can't think of any. Filmmaking. Do you remember I had to do filmmaking for creative thinking and process? Oh, yeah! <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> Just, yes, would be very handy if I could have learned to do filmmaking when I was I have. Kid. I have an idea. Summer jobs. Like, you know, teach kids creative ways to, quote unquote, um, be entrepreneurs as a young kid. Like, you know, lemonade, selling peanut butter rolls. Teach kids how to save money. Correct. Yes, financing for kids. Financing for kids. We would have been able to save a lot of money. <laughs> All right. So see... I think, I think, you know, just with what we did, Shilpa, we changed the definition of creative topics for, for kids, right? Like, you think in school, we need to teach them the basics of math, science, colors, and whatever, which is so true. You do need it. But guys, I super love that this was such a random pick from the Edison deck earlier. And, and we had to define something that was could be a now normal, a new normal for kids these days. How to get them to be more creative, how to get people to be more creative with what defines the future, right? Um, because change and creativity don't have to be um, different. Like, you know, change and creativity actually gel well together. And I really truly believe that you become more creative when change comes. When the one thing that you are so used to is taken away from you, then that's where you can really become creative. Whew, so Shilps, this is a great, fun um, walk down memory lane, but at the same time, a walk into the future, actually, with what you and I just talked about. If you were to leave our guests with one thing about creative thinking and problem solving, what would that be? It would probably have to be embrace change and look for the really simple things and find or do it differently like it's try something new every day if not every day every week um you know in your household that you're going through or what you're doing as normal i mean it could be for a new parent putting on the baby's diaper a different way, for example. Who knows? I mean, your spouse may not like it, but well, try it. It's okay, you know? Um, but I think it's just, I think it's knowing th that you could try something and be creative in the way that you do it. And ultimately also realizing that that in some way actually helps your brain. They say that your brain you should treat your brain as a muscle. Um, and so it needs exercise. And that exercise is what we need to give it. And that, that exercise can come in so many different ways. It could be reading a book. It could be doodling. It could be actually watching a Netflix movie, but really thinking about the beginning, the middle, and the end. Uh, but and, and not actually just watching it for the story, but actually analyzing it. So I think these are all different ways that your brain can exercise and, and actually, you know, stretch. So yeah, that's what I would say. Thank you so much, Shilpa, for sharing that and more for giving our audiences, our listeners, um, some food for thought as we navigate through the changes that may just happen this week, right? 
the point, ladies and gentlemen, that we wanted to do is that yes, change is coming, change is here, change will constantly come, change will constantly shift things around and surprise us and push us past our comfort zones, but it will also give us a ton, a ton of opportunities to make great things happen, to to do things differently, to to find innovative solutions for the challenges of today. Change is meant to keep us creative. And what we want you to do or to remember is that while change is here, don't look at it with fear. Don't look at it just for the struggle, but look at it as something that will launch you forward, whether it's your career, whether it's your you know, your passion projects, your work life, your home life, anything. Look at this change as a venue, as a platform for you to be your best self. Don't forget to have fun. I know it's so hard to have fun. It's so hard to also keep a positive atmosphere given everything that's going on. But ladies and gentlemen, it's a beautiful day out. It's a beautiful life. Yes, there are so many challenges and we are plagued with having to find solutions every single day. But hey, it is the life that we have and we just got to make the best and the most out of it. And this little break that we had here at Breakfast to Business was meant to keep your creative juices flowing because without creativity, oh my goodness, can you just imagine how life would be? So here are some tips to keep your creativity flowing. Shilp already mentioned it earlier. Treat your brain as a muscle. So you got to flex it. Engage your five senses. I mean, you know, especially for those folks who are still in quarantine, sit down, um, take out your pen, um, have a grounding exercises, right? The five things you see, the four things you can hear, the three things you can touch, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. First, you're grounded and then it could like, you know, ignite. Your senses might become, you know, super activated and it will let the imagination keep flowing, right? It's also very important to create a creative sanctuary and tribe, you know, this creative space and creative people who are going to be advocates for your sanity and creativity, who are going to keep you in check. You definitely need them. Um, also take risks, right? Take risks, um, learn to fail fast, like we would always say. And don't forget, guys, to give yourself a time out. Like, you know, take this break. Don't be afraid to take time for yourself. Block schedules in your busy calendar. Because in between blurred lines, the only thing that can allow you to take a pause is if you create your own line. These are just some um, tips and tricks from Miss Brenna McCormick. Again, she was our teacher and our professor in creative thinking and problem solving. And see, all of her words of creative wisdom have been passed on, um, deeply embedded in our system. And we wanted to be able to definitely pay it forward. So thank you once again, Ms. Shilpa Jacob, for joining us here at B2B Breakfast to Business, for being my creative buddy and for keeping me sane, having this wonderful conversation, something real, something, something that really goes deep because we have to also take care of ourselves. If we want to be able to make it big in this new normal, now normal, survive, thrive, and pay forward or pay it forward, then, you know, we got to take care of ourselves. And that is what we want to do right here at breakfast to business so once again thank you so much folks for joining us and creativity and change blurred lines here at breakfast to business for joining us this wonderful monday morning once again i'm bea lim your morning girl please don't forget to check out our social media pages continue to follow us for any news on the podcast we are on facebook www.facebook.com teamasiaph we're on Instagram. Tag us at, at @teamasiaph. We're also on LinkedIn. Just type in company Team Asia. And of course, our wonderful website, www.teamasia.com. That's it for me. Thank you so much, folks. And see you next Monday. Bye. Have a great week. Bye.